0: You're listening to another sermon by Pastor Michael Zapata from the Potter's House Christian Church. Praise God. I want to welcome you once again to our online services here at the Potter's House, Helensvale. And if you brought your Bibles this evening, let's turn to the book of Deuteronomy. Deuteronomy chapter 13. We're going to be reading verse 3 Uh, Sorry, uh, chapter 13, verse 4. Just one scripture, one passage of scripture there. Uh, Just this uh, week, uh, my younger daughter asked uh, for her training wheels to be taken off. And uh, again, having to go through this after teaching my eldest daughter, I was a little bit more savvy uh, and so I took the training wheels off again. I looked at her and said, Look, once his training wheels come off, they're not coming back on. And yes, Daddy, yes, Daddy. But she was unaware of the real fear that she would have to face r- having to ride with no training wheels. The entire time I'm holding on to her seat as she's uh, struggling to pedal and keep her balance, and she'd be looking over her shoulder. To where I would be standing and I would be running alongside, and she'd be saying, Daddy, don't let go, Daddy, don't let go. It's amazing at how many of us can recall the times where we've been abandoned or we've been forgotten, when maybe someone let us go and we hurt ourselves. Over the past few months, we've been looking at different words and diving into their meanings in some depth. And this evening, I want to look at the word word, hold fast or cleave. And I'm praying and believing that God would be able to give us some greater understanding about who God is and what He wants to do in our lives. Just a simple sermon entitled, Hold Fast, Deuteronomy chapter 13 verse 4, the Bible says you shall walk after the Lord your God and fear him and keep his commandments and obey his voice and you shall serve him and hold fast to him. Why don't we quickly just pray? Father God, we're so thankful once again that we could be in your presence to come and hear from you to be taught by your word. And we're asking you, Father God, for revelation. Open our hearts and our ears. Give us, Lord Jesus, discernment. Help us to be able to grow closer to you. We ask your blessing upon this time together. We ask that you would teach us uh, your will for our lives. And we're thankful for all that you're going to do. In Jesus' mighty name, and all God's people said, uh, amen. Praise God. Why don't we quickly look firstly at hold fast, being defined. Now, the word hold fast is a very interesting word. In fact, it carries many different uh, imageries and meanings. The word in the Hebrew is the word dabak, which has a broad range uh, of meaning and imageries. Uh, Other words are uh, uh, to impinge, to cling, to adhere. Figuratively, it can mean to catch by pursuit, abide, to cleave, to follow close to be joined, overtake, pursue hard, stick, and to take. And so as you can see, there's a very big, broad spectrum from just one word that we've read in our text, hold fast. But see, the rude word cleave gets even more complicated. There are seven Hebrew words, one Aramaic and three Greek. And I say this to highlight the importance of being willing to invest into the Word of God and study it so that we just don't miss what these treasures are in the Word of God. It's more than just what's on the page. And I believe that God has done this purposely so that He would get the attention of those who dare to read and study. And so the first aspect I want to focus on in regards to hold fast is the imagery of to catch by pursuit. Because if we read our text again, you shall walk after the Lord your God and fear Him, keep His commandments and obey His voice, and you shall serve Him and hold fast to Him. It brings that imagery of to catch by pursuit. Now, this places emphasis on the fact, firstly, that God is going somewhere. God is moving. He is involved in momentum. And it is on us to be able to find where He lives and to pursue it. We find this in the New Testament with the woman, with the issue with blood. She had heard that Jesus would be coming to her town. And in Mark five twenty-seven, when she had heard about Jesus, she came to Him in the crowd and touched His garment. See, this is exactly what our Scripture is speaking about. To hold fast is the imagery of to catch by pursuit. This woman heard and motivated by what she had heard, began to pursue it with all of her might to the point of just being able, all I want to do is touch the hem of His garment. In Romans chapter 10, verse 7, the Bible says, so then faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. So what we can get caught up with pursuing so many things in life, We can become distracted by things that no doubt take a lot of our time but can produce very little eternally. It's amazing. As parents, you want the best for your kids. You sign them up to learn an instrument. And before you know it, you're having to take them to weekly lessons. Or maybe you want them to be in athletics and so again, you're having to buy the clothing. uh, You have to get everything ready and now you've signed up uh, for this long-term commitment. But The truth is, is that if we really dial into doing all these things for our kids, when we boil it all down... All our kids really want is just the parents' undivided attention. I remember years ago, we had placed Annabelle into swimming lessons. And so it was on the day that I had off that I would take her to her lessons and I would literally just uh, get her ready and then take her to the pool and I could sit off to the side next to the pool and be present. I wouldn't leave her there. I would stay there through the duration of the uh, lesson. But over time, I just kind of took it as an opportunity to catch up, uh, either uh, uh, read my emails or uh, message my friends, uh, contact them. But this particular morning, when I dropped off Annabelle, uh, uh, you know, I just focused right straight away on my phone and I was there uh, absorbed in what was happening. But little did I know that every time my daughter was doing a lap and completing it, she would get to the point where she would rest and immediately she would look up and look in my direction. And so the teacher noticed this and finally I was rebuked by her. She said, Dad, your daughter needs your attention. And so I just kind of, you know, I was, I was taken back by it. I put my phone down. And realise what she was doing, what she was telling me, is that my daughter needed my attention. And it's amazing at how this is exactly when it comes to pursuing God. That it's more than just being present. It's more than just filling in the time by Just uh, either coming to church and socialising or or being involved in a connect group. uh, But it is actually giving God our attention uh, that helps us to understand the imagery uh, of this word, uh, hold fast, to pursue it, to chase after it, to desire it. See, if we are not actively pursuing what our Lord Jesus Christ is doing, we're going to miss out on all that He has for us. If we're not tuning in to what God's trying to speak to us, if we're not tuning in to what God's trying to reveal to us, just like this woman, she heard Jesus was coming to the city, I'm going to be there. I don't want to miss out. I don't know about you, but that challenges me in my faith. That challenges me when it comes to pursuing what God has for me. That I've got to be willing to pay more attention of what's happening and what God's trying to do around me. And so we see this word, hold fast, defined. Defined. Because God wants you to experience what He has for you personally. So I want to look secondly this evening at obeying His voice. See, obeying God's voice is made easier if we remain within an earshot. See, if we try to hear the voice of God while we're out pursuing our own uh, desires, This only leads to a distortion of God's voice. See, it was Elijah who desired a double portion from Elijah. He desired to be there, to want what his pastor had, and it only came to fruition because he stayed close to Elijah. In 2 Kings chapter 2, verse 10, the Bible says, So he said, uh, You have asked a hard thing. Nevertheless, if you see me when I am taken from you, you shall, it shall be so. But if not, it shall not be so. See, the more distance that we have between us and God, the more... Likely we are to experience a miscommunication. Now, I don't know about you, but I don't like uh, being misheard. If I say something, I want people to hear wh- exactly what I'm saying. And I know we're living in a time right now where, you know, if we're not careful what we say, it can be twisted out of context, immediately can be used as a weapon against us. But listen to me, there's something about being in close proximity that does not distort the voice of God and we're able to understand exactly what God's trying to teach us. Now, the second aspect of this world hold fast, I want to elaborate a little bit more on, and that is to cleave, to follow close or to be joined. This Hebrew word to cleave is the word Safav, only appears in Lamentations chapter 4, verse 8. The Bible says, Now, their appearance is blackened than soot. They go unrecognized in the streets. Their skins cling to their bones. It has become as dry as wood. Now, the imagery for this word is one of wearing wet clothes whether we are putting it on or we are perspirating and sweating causing our skin to our, our our clothing to stick to our skin and so if you consider the imagery of cleave or following close or being joined it has a wonderful imagery to be able to understand that when it comes to cleaving to God God is wanting us to Join ourselves to Him, to be so close to Him that we are stuck on. Consider the closeness. You know, over the years, it's amazing at how close I actually am to my dad. And my dad always tells this story about when... uh, Uh, I had been sent out to the Gold Coast to be the pastor here and take over the work. I called back my pastor and uh, wanted to get some advice from him. And so in doing so, I dialed his number. But I didn't know that on the other side of the line, my dad was actually in the car with that pastor. He was driving at the time, and so he handed the phone to my dad. And my dad just picked up the phone call and said, Hello? The moment my dad said hello, I recognized his voice, and I said, Dad, is that you? I put the phone away from my ear, and I, I thought maybe I had misdialed. Maybe I accidentally dialed my dad instead of my pastor. But it was amazing at how with just one word, I knew it was my dad. It was just with the voice, the sound that I was able to pick up who was on the other side of the line. Listen to me, that's how close our relationship has grown. But that didn't come automatically. That wasn't just by default. It wasn't just, well, you're my son, so you're going to be close to me, irregardless to whether you like it or not. That took years of developing. That took years of forging and paying attention to it. And through that, I'm glad to say I'm close to my dad. I can recognise his voice. I now see that unfold in my own children's lives. That we could be in a crowd, a sea of people. And no doubt this happens when I'm at the school pickup. There are kids running around everywhere and all I have to do is, Annabelle! And my daughter would immediately look over in my direction where I'm standing. She knows my voice. And that comes by being close to one another. See, as we desire to be within an earshot, we get to hear the voice of God and be able to hear His instructions. See, it's followed with the the second part of our Scripture. Our scripture says, and keep His commandments and obey His voice. See, if we're not close enough to hear His voice, we're not going to hear what He's commanding us to do. Now, one thing is for sure. God has not stopped speaking. God has not become mute. God has not resorted uh, to uh, uh, being silent and so the question is, if we are not hearing the voice of God, I wonder, are you close enough? Are we close enough to hear? Because I don't know about you, but that's ultimately where I want to be. I want to be so close that I can hear His voice. I want to be so close that I can hear His commandments. So let's look thirdly and in closing at serving God. Him. The statement I want to make as we bring this to a close is that there is no greater God worth giving your everything to. There are so many empty promises that have never been fulfilled in this life, that have fallen short, that no doubt we hope for, but only received heartache when it didn't come to pass things that have been offered to us that produce produce so little. We have to remind ourselves of the God who has never let us down. Numbers chapter 23, verse 19, God is not a man that he should lie, nor a son of man that he should repent. Has he said and will he not do? Or has he spoken? And will He not make it good? See, this God that we serve, our Father in heaven, He's not a liar. He hasn't stopped speaking. He's still getting involved and wanting to get involved in our lives. But what He desires is our service. What we have to recognise is a servitude to our Lord Jesus Christ is the best life you can live. In fact, it's the easiest life you can live. You know, when Jesus laid down His life for us so that we could be saved, only Jesus Christ made that way. There has been no other gods, no other person that has been able to meet that need. And so what we find is if Jesus was willing to lay down His life for us, why is it that we struggle when it comes to holding fast to His Word, obeying or sticking close to Him? Why is it that as Christians we struggle to uh, uh, draw near to Him, to serve Him, you know, we've been given an incredible opportunity to be accepted by God because of what Jesus did on that cross. As a result, we've been called sons and daughters of God. In 1 John chapter 3, verse 1, Behold, what manner of love the Father has bestowed on us, that we should be called children of God. Therefore, The world does not know us because it did not know Him. You know, as a Christian now, you're a part of the family of God. You're involved now in what God's doing. And can I just encourage you that a life laid down in servitude to our Lord Jesus Christ is the best life you can live. You know, I've had the opportunity to be able to come to a different part of Australia to preach the Gospel. And what has made it easier to serve in this local church is working alongside of other people who have this applied in their lives, willing to serve, willing to give of their time, willing to give of their resources Listen to me, we're living in a time that desperately needs to come in contact with the one true God and that will come to fruition. That will be revealed through our service towards our Lord Jesus Christ. See, I want to encourage you. There are a lot of things that want your attention. But see, what God's asking of us is to hold fast to Him, hold fast to His Word, to His commandments, to all of His instructions. Hold fast to that. and Allow it to birth something brand new in your life, to be able to strengthen you and make you the man and woman of God He's called you to be. Hallelujah. Why don't we just quickly bow our heads. Let's close our eyes wherever we are. We're watching online. We're in the presence of God in our living room we're going to ask god to minister and to help us right now but i wonder while our heads are bowed maybe you're listening maybe you're watching uh, and you recognize you know what i don't know this god uh, this jesus that you preach i'm not aware of everything that is done can i tell you that jesus christ is the answer for your life Jesus came to this world, a perfect man. He had done no sin and yet took on the sins of all mankind. The Bible says, so that none would perish, but all would have everlasting life. You know, the fact that you're hearing this and you're watching this is a demonstration of God's love. If you're not saved, if you haven't repented of your sins, the Bible says it's while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. That the good news is that even though you are unsaved, even though you are a sinner, God still loves you. He has to judge your sin, but He still loves you. And if you're willing to repent of your sins, ask for forgiveness, invite Him into your heart. Jesus Christ is able to meet with you. He's able to make Himself real to you. And bring that connection between you and your heavenly Father. And so while every head's bowed this evening, if you're watching online and you know you're not saved, but you would like to pray, I'm here to lead you through a prayer. And you can repeat this after me right now where you are. You can say, Father, forgive me for I am a sinner. I'm asking you to come into my heart to forgive me of all my sins, all my unrighteousness and all my unfaithfulness. I repent and I choose to turn my attention, my dedication to Jesus Christ. I ask you right now to give me a brand new start. I'm asking you to make me the man or woman of God you've called me to be. I receive your forgiveness. I thank you for it. And I choose to serve you the rest of my days. In Jesus' name, amen. You know, if you prayed that prayer, you are now in right relationship with your heavenly Father. That means you have a communication to Him and you can develop a friendship and a relationship personally with Him. And I want to encourage you to pray Read a Bible, and lay a hold of Him wherever you are. Because as you pursue this relationship, you'll find that God will speak to you. As you begin to hold fast to His Word, God will lighten things up for you. and You'll be able to see more clearly. So let me change your order of the service. Maybe you're here, you're, you're a Christian, you're saved, but you recognize, you know what, I haven't been holding fast to God's commandments. In fact, there is areas of compromise in my own life, things that I've let go, things that I haven't been paying attention to. I haven't been pursuing God as I ought to be. I haven't been sticking close to my Saviour. You know, there's still hope because the truth is, that we are being perfected. And with an honest heart, we can come boldly to the throne of grace. We don't have to be embarrassed. You know, God knows where you're at. He knows your circumstance. But if you're humble and if you are able to submit, God will forgive you and be able to bring you into all that He has. You too can hear the voice of God. You too can hear His instructions. And I want to encourage you to develop that. Get a hold of the Word of God. Begin to study it so that you may know and you may be able to grow closer to Jesus Christ. Amen. That's all I have for you this evening. I want to thank you once again for being a part of, a part of our online regular services. I want to encourage you to uh, uh, share this link with anyone you know that desperately needs to come in first contact uh, with our Lord Jesus Christ. Our regular service will continue to be uploaded on PottershouseGC.online.church. I want to encourage you, open your Bible as we get into our services, bring a notepad and be ready to hear from God. I am going to be continuing to dive into the Word and believe for God to use me right now during these times to bring a Word in season for each and every one of our lives. I want to thank you once again for your regular attendance And uh, God bless you uh, until we see you again online. Amen.